0: In today's podcast, I want to talk about handling graphics or excessive data in consulting cases. And if you've interviewed with Monitor, Bain and company particularly, uh, and to some extent even McKinsey, there's generally a lot of data that they throw at you up front and they want you to use that data to then solve the case. And today I want to talk about how you handle that data, what are the the good things you should do, what are the bad things you normally do, and how to avoid those techniques. I also want to talk about maybe the anatomy of how we would go through and actually solve this problem, right? So let's assume you're in a case with, I would say Bain and company, because they, they use data to test for numeracy of cases. You're in the case, they've given you a lot of data, and they've asked you to solve the case, read it, and the interviewer will come in after 15 minutes to talk to, to see how you'd handle the case, right? Now, a couple of things would happen here. Typically, when a candidate is given a lot of data upfront, the first thing a candidate does is they go through the data in detail and they start following the, the, the data. So they'll say, well, we've got information on revenue, therefore, we, we should look at revenue. We've got some sheets on cost structure, therefore, we should look at the cost structure. Now, let me explain to you how cases are structured and why looking at the data first is a bad idea. Cases, if you've ever studied at schools like uh, you know, University of Virginia, Darden School of Business, um, Harvard Business School, Richard Ivey at the University of Western Ontario, IESE in Spain, those are the big case schools. They are the, the top four schools when it comes to teaching the case method to, to MBA studies. right? And if you've been in any of those sessions, uh, I've taught a few of them, you will know that the material that is produced for the case has a lot of exhibits, data slides, right? The data slides are not always useful. So a lot of candidates, when they're given their sheets in an MBA program, and I'll I'll draw the link to the um, case itself for consulting interviews in a minute. When they're given these um, cases to read as part of the MBA preparation for discussion the next day, some candidates excessively go through every data sheet. And what you will learn very quickly, and you'll learn that in your first day, is that not all the data sheets at the back of the case are useful to the case. Sometimes they're included there just for interest but they won't help you solve the case. That's the first point. The second one is that not all of the data you need to solve the case can be found in the data sheets. right? So there's either misleading information or information you don't that you really need is not there. And what you find is that if you simply start off preparing for the case discussion the next day in class by owning it on the data sheets you'll be misled. Right. What you need to do is you need to read your case, decide what kind of framework you need to analyze your case. Right? Once you have your framework, you then look at the data sheets and see is there anything interesting in the data sheets that could enhance your framework. Make a slight change to your framework. Then say, okay, what do I need in my framework to complete analyzing the case? that can be, so what do I need in the, from the, to complete analyzing the case and the framework will tell you what you need, then you go to your data sheets and say that okay this information, the, the framework says I need this information and I can find it in the data sheet that is the way you analyze cases for an MBA program which most people don't know how to do cases, for case interviews are no different when you get a data sheet or set of data sheets in a real case you must understand full well that some of those data sheets you're going to be given are going to be irrelevant Some of the data you need to solve the case is not going to come from the data sheet. You may have to make assumptions or you may have to talk it through with the interviewer. So what do you do then when you get a lot of data sheets? Well, what I advise our candidates to do is when you get a lot of data sheets, look at the case first, leave the data sheets aside, right? Understand the key question, develop your structure. Then briefly look at the data sheets and see, okay, is there anything that is in the data sheets that could enhance your structure, change your structure? Then go back to the structure and say, okay, what do I need? What does the structure say I need to complete the case? Look at the data sheets. Is there anything there that you need from the data sheets that can help you solve the case? Anything that is interesting in the data sheets that the structure says you do not need, you need to ignore. right? But what a lot of candidates do is they use the data sheets as the guide to solve the case, and that's generally a very, very bad idea. So that's the one thing you need to do. That's how you need to use data sheets in cases. Another very important technique and a very, very impressive technique for the interview is that let's assume you're given six data sheets out of ten. And after six data sheets out of ten, you realize that these six, according to your framework, are things you need to analyze. The other four data sheets are irrelevant. They're not giving you any information that's useful. What you need to do is this. You need to look at the data sheet. So you've got six data sheets. Lay them out in front. If you look at each data sheet, and what a lot of candidates do is they look for interesting facts on the data sheet. So let's assume you have a data sheet that's showing uh, sales growth over a number of decades, like right? sales growth over four decades, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. A lot of candidates would try to find tidbits of information in there, and they'll try to say, okay, what does this tidbit of information telling me? Like some person may read five important facts of the sheet, another person may read three important facts of this one sheet. That's actually the wrong way to read a data sheet. The right way to read a data sheet is to say that, what is all the information on this one sheet telling you? What is the one most important piece of information? right? What is the one piece of insight? So rather than reading four or five tidbits of information of that one data sheet ask yourself what is the single most important insight that you will extract by looking at all the little tidbits of information you're seeing on that data sheet. What I would then do is I would write it. I would say well You know, in this um, sales sheet, I would say that, well, there seems to have been a dramatic change in the structure of the business between the 70s and the 90s, which 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 saw a seven times decrease in sales, right? You want to write down your most important piece of information in consulting that's called headlines, generating a headline from the most important piece of data you can find on the data sheet. And again, it's not about finding seven pieces of information and writing down seven sentences, no. If you find seven pieces of information, ask yourself, what do these seven pieces of information of the one data sheet tell you? What is the most important thing it is telling you? And write down the one most important thing. Now, if you've got six data sheets and you write down six most important headlines, and most important pieces of information, you're basically going to have six sentences. Then you can uh, rearrange these sentences to generate what is known as a storyboarding consulting. And that's what you should do. That's what I do with cases, when I get cases, right? If I'm getting six sheets of... of, if I'm getting 10 sheets of data or 10 slides, I look at what is the most important slides that I need, and my framework will tell me what slides I need. I'll then take those six slides and i would say, what is the most important thing this slide is telling me, and I'll write down the headline. What is the most important thing the next slide is telling me, and I'll write down the headline. Eventually, I've got a storyboard. And what will be amazing about that is that if you come back and you can summarize that storyboard to the interview, it's quite impressive. How would I do that? How would I summarize it? Obviously, context is important. I'll tell the interview, okay. You most likely are not going to get an opportunity to present your storyboard because it's out of context. But what I could do is I would say, okay, this slide is telling me that sales is slowing down. So my hypothesis is as follows. The next slide is telling me that sales is slowing down because our largest business unit saw a drop in Uh, new product development i'll come up with an hypothesis there so the point is when you introduce your your hypotheses you use your storyboard to structure the logic in your hypotheses right or your logic in where you're going to drive the analysis but the point is when you are looking at data sheets you never let the data sheet drive your analysis right an analogy for that is let me give you an analogy for that it's people who when you ask them to do a piece of analysis they go onto google they will analyze everything they can find on the topic that they could find on Google. They will then say, okay, I found a nice analysis on costs in this industry. So, re- so the bulk of my report is going to be about costs in the industry. Now the problem with that approach is that you follow the data in Google. But you never considered the question the st- that you were asked to analyze and the structure you needed to analyze that question. If you follow what Google is producing, you don't know if it's useful to your structure and useful to the case you're trying to solve. But if you start with your With the key question you break down your structure then you say okay my structure says that i don't need to analyze the cost in this industry but i need to analyze the throughput then you should google stuff on throughput because you know that is answering things related to your structure which ultimately answer the key question but what you should never do is follow the data never follow the data i always advise our candidates to put the data aside to then look at the key question, delineate their structure, then glance at the data, enhance their uh, structure, and then the structure will tell you what you need, and you l- use. The information that the the structure tells you you need to search in the data to see if you can find any of that information. No matter how interesting something looks in the data sheets, if the structure says you don't need it, you ignore it. That is a very important rule. So you don't let data drive the case. You let the structure drive what you need in the data. That's a very important insight. As always, I'll be happy to post any uh, comments or queries and respond to any queries. So thank you for listening.